Good morning, everyone. It's Kyle Cruz, and you're listening to the KC the Movies podcast for the 26th of June, 2019. This is the May recommendations edition. So we're going to um, go for a bit of a breezy one uh, today. This was supposed to be recorded on uh, the Sunday, but didn't uh, stuff got in the way of there. Um, plans was um, stuff that I couldn't really plan for, but. Um, what I decided to do to make up for it is I'm going to release the May recommendations uh, tonight, or today. Today, really, it's about fucking six o'clock in the morning. So um, I'm going to release the May recommendations today. And then on Thursday, I'm going to do this week's podcast. I'm not going to skip it a week. I promised you guys I'd do Toy Story 4. So I'll be doing Toy Story 4 for next week. And I'll also be doing, as a little surprise... I'm going to be doing, uh, talking about another animated franchise that um, I haven't watched nor covered on this podcast. So, you know, tune in for that. Um, a little surprise for you guys. I'm not going to say what it is, what the franchise is, but I'm going to be um, looking at and reviewing that pe- franchise over the next couple of days. But um, I've got a lot, of, a lot to say about Toy Story 4, but I'll be talking about that um, when that comes up. For, for now, let's get to it. This is the May... Um, recommendations or the everything I watched in May. Um, I've got seven films I want to talk about here. Most of them I have t- covered on the podcast, but I still want to give my kind of definitive ranking of May. Even though we're at the 26th of June right now. So we, I should be giving my best of June, but uh, uh, that time hasn't come around yet. And I still have lots of movies to see uh, in June. We, we, we haven't even finished June yet. We haven't even reached the 30th. Um, I mean, the 1st of July I think is on Monday and that's when Spider-Man Far From Home comes out so I'll do Best of June maybe in the, in the next two weeks again it takes a while to document these things to try to get these thoughts down for all these ones but um, in the end I, I guess it's worth it <laughs> so uh, let's why don't we just kick things off um, number 7 I've got Greta and um, Greta was that um, Chloe Grace Moretz movie that came out in um, well April, really, I think it was April, I think it was actually, yeah, April, um, nobody really went and saw it, uh, but it's, it's a nice, I think it's, it's a good thriller, um, it has a lot of good moments of tense, tension and suspense, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is good in it, probably one of her better performances, uh, Isabel Huppert is better than it as well, uh, she's probably the best part of it, she plays a good kind of, um, antagonist in the film, and, um, the only person I don't really like in the film is Michael Monroe. I think she's pretty miscast. I just don't like her character, I guess, of being uh, the best friend of Chloe Grace Moretz's character, Francis. That's her name in the film. Uh, I just don't think Michael Monroe is uh, good in it. Um, there's there's a few things that she's been in uh, recently that I just haven't really enjoyed her, and I didn't I didn't like her in Hot Summer Nights. And uh, I don't I don't know what the problem. I don't know what, uh, what what's going on there. I think she's just going to miscast on a few things, and uh, I think she can do. I mean, the best I've seen her is in It Follows, and then she was good in she was also good in um, uh, the Guest, which I did um, talk about earlier this year. Uh, it was probably a few podcasts ago actually. But um, yeah, if you want to go see Greta, if you want like a nice kind of. Um, you kind of run-of-the-mill thriller, but with a good um, lead female performances. I mean, I think Greta as you go here. Um, I certainly wouldn't say it was a waste of time. And uh, I think you could uh, find some fun in it, really. 
Coming in with number six, we've got uh, Cold Pursuit. Uh, also a movie that not many people went and saw. I think it came out the same weekend as uh, Lego Movie Part 2. But, um, yeah, it, it's a... Um, it's I, I didn't expect much coming into this one. I thought it was just going to be another Liam Neeson thriller. Um, it was a remake of the same foreign film from the same director. It was an English remake. Uh, and I just thought it was going to be kind of like your run-of-the-mill thriller, but taking place in the snow. I do like kind of snowy things. I mean, ever since uh, seeing how well that could be executed and uh, used, that, that, lo that location of being in the snow, being in the middle of nowhere, um, in, um, in uh, Wind River, uh, I thought I was intrigued, let's say, in the, at least... And I gotta say, I had a good time with Cold Pursuit. It's it's actually darkly funny, uh, surprisingly. And um, Liam Neeson gives, good, gives a good performances as a uh, father who is trying to track down who um, I think it was killed. Was it killed? Killed his son. Yes, killed his son. Uh, which I just forgot if he uh, like like uh, they captured him or I'm starting to get mixed up with Taken. <laughs> Um, so if you want to think about it, it's kind of taken in the snow, but, uh, there's a bit of a, um, a dark comedic aspect to it. It's actually really, really funny at times. Um, I thought the, I thought Liam Neeson was good and I thought the guy that played, um, what was his name? Uh, the Viking, Tom Bateman. I thought he was good as well. Um, he plays the lead drug dealer who is, um, involved with it all. Laura Dern's good as well. Um, when is she never good? I thought she was. Um, there's another film I saw her in recently that was that was really good called The Tale. Um, very dark story, but I thought it was an excellent kind of. Um, I think it goes for an hour, I think, but I thought it was a good uh, good film. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun to have with it. It's got its own great style. I'm really. Uh, I like the way how it's. Um, kind of uh, establishes that someone had been killed in the film because there's a lot of people that need to be you know be disposed in the film and I just like the way that it handles that aspect and how the, the aftermath of that and I really liked it like the ending as well um, he kind of makes friends with one of the uh, guy's sons and there's a good relationship there between Liam Neeson's character and uh, that little kid and uh, you know it, it's not it's nothing fantastic but I think it's uh, another another not a waste of time, and I think it's actually um, just pleasantly surprised how funny it was, really. Um, but it also is kind of dark. Um, good movie to watch, I guess, this winter. With winter coming around right now, I think it's a good movie to watch while indoors or like in the heater, um, or even outdoors. Really, I'm sitting outdoors at the moment right now, and I'm sitting in like. Oh, I don't know what kind of temperature I'm sitting in, but it's, it's fucking cold as shit. I'm wearing two coats, a beanie, and uh, thick socks and shoes. And because uh, my, my toes were getting fucking cold. But um, I thought I'd... I've been out here most of the night, so I thought I'd do it out here. And uh, it's actually nice and relaxing, but it's just... Um, well, now that I'm all rugged up, it's better. But uh, before, I was fucking freezing. Anyway, Cold Pursuit. It's, it's, it's a good... Uh, it's a good uh, comedic action thriller, and uh, I, I definitely say um, it's it's one to watch. Uh, if you if you wanted something to like, uh, kind of tide you over, I guess, 
um, until you, like a good movie comes out. I know that Toy Story 4 just came out, and I recommend you go see that, definitely. But, um, got nothing on. It's like, it's like a cold, cold winter's day. Uh, you got the heater on side, chuck on cop suit. I think it's a, I think it's a good time. Uh, coming to number five, we're in our top five now. Um, I want to talk about the perfection. Um, I'm not going to say too much about it because there's a lot this movie has to reveal to you that gets just fucking batshit insane. But um, Alison Williams is back from scaring us and Get Out, being a crazy white lady. And uh, she is a uh, celloist. I think that's what they call celloists. Um, well, you, they go, she goes to a music school and um, I'll just say she strikes up a relationship. Um, there's more to that, but I won't get into it. Strikes a relationship with a um, the, uh, the star people of Reform or um, the school she used to go to, the music academy she used to go to. And uh, I'll just say things get weird. <laughs> things get really fucking weird. And um, a lot of people I don't think will be kind of uh, ready for what actually happens in the film. Um, there are certain scenes that actually made people, like, well, they were disgusted in it. And uh, they had to be, uh, even though you're watching it at home and Netflix, they were, like, sick after it. Again, when I, when I read headlines like that, I get a bit skeptical because I'm just like, it can't be that bad. Uh, like people were saying, uh, for example, when I went and saw Raw, um, when I went and saw Raw in 2017, I want to say, 2017, I wasn't, uh, people were saying they were fainting at, uh, at the festival, they had to get taken out in hospital beds, um, gurneys and stuff like that. I wasn't like sickened by it. There's actually one scene that actually makes me actually kind of, you know, uh, um, wretch a bit. Um, it's the hair. It's the hair scene where she's eating the hair. That's just disgusting. Um, that scene I couldn't get past in the theater. Um, but like I got past it, but I, I had trouble with it. But I, you know, all the cannibal stuff I, I was fine with. Weirdly. <laughs> uh, so th- this as a this has a scene in the film that is, you know, it, it could be, uh, this deemed as the scene that made people throw up and be sick. I don't think it's that bad. I think I've seen worse than it, obviously. Um, honestly. But um, I get why people were, you know, turned off by it. But I just think if you have a weak stomach, I think you're, you're going to probably have trouble with that scene. Again, I just don't think it's that bad. Because um, if, you, if, if you've seen a lot of movies, and seen a lot of fucked up movies, I don't think it's as bad as what the most fucked up movie you've seen is. But um, I, the performance from Alison Williams is good. Um, I like the her friend uh, that she that the, the aforementioned friend that I mentioned before. I think I think it's Logan Browning. I think her name is. Yeah, she's good. And uh, the teacher kind of reminds me of um, Fletcher from Whiplash. I wouldn't say not as not good character, not as good characterization wise. But I just think he, he kind of reminded me that he had the same elements and the same aspects of what of what Fletcher had in um, Whiplash, and the kind of stands that he set for his students. Uh, but he just doesn't reach kind of the... It's weird. You hate Fletcher at the same time, but you like him at the same time just because of how determined he is to, to make his students be number one, but, like, you know, what's too far for that? Um, you kind of ask the same question, see, with this musical teacher for this school, and I'll just say, in the end, 
uh, it get it, it just goes somewhere you just don't expect. Uh, it's fucking crazy, and um, it's on Netflix. You can check it out. Uh, I wouldn't be put off by that scene. As I said, I just I just recommend that you watch the film and see where it goes. See if that's the same kind of reaction because I was like finish it and I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I was I was not expecting that at all. And um, yeah, I like Alison Williams. She's um, she's really good. So perfection on Netflix. Um, you can watch it now. You can go and watch it now. And uh, if you've got nothing else to do, I guess if you want like a really fucked up movie, if you think you haven't seen it all yet, perfection is for you. At number four, we have Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Now, I believe I've done a pod. I did actually I didn't believe so. I do. I did a podcast on this. Um, I said, you know, I pretty much uh, remain with what I thought before. Ryan Reynolds is great. I think Justice Smith could be do better. Um, I thought Catherine Newton, his character, was kind of annoying. Um, obviously, the best part of the movie is the Pokemon, particularly Psyduck. And uh, it's kind of like the. Uh, I, I wish it was better as a noir film, but um, I, I kind of got what I, I went went for. Like seeing these really cute as fuck Pokemon in a really cool story. Rum City is a really cool place, um, and they use that kind of well. Um, the villain, I mean, the the twist was kind of, yeah. So so I saw that coming, but um, not to mean I have, didn't have such a good time with it. And uh, there was a lot of cool surprises that I wasn't actually wasn't expecting, in terms of. Um, one twist, the second twist in the end, I wasn't expecting that. That's a spoiler, I'm sorry, but there's, yeah, there's a couple of twists in the movie. Um, the first one, yeah, wasn't that crazy, but the second one, I was like, okay. It was kind of obvious, but I still didn't expect it. Uh, but I know I've talked about in, in depth from Pikachu, Detective, um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu already, and you can actually go on Letterboxd and look at my, uh, um, written review on that. And see what you think. But, um, I don't know. I, I think if they make a sequel, I wouldn't mind. Um, I think it did well. So, uh, if they made a sequel, I, I wouldn't really I wouldn't really mind. I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds again as Pikachu. He was great. He was fantastic. Great one-liners. Some great uh, j- jokes that even adults could even enjoy. And it's a great way. I think it's a great um, movie as well for anyone who hasn't seen Pokemon before. They do a great job of establishing the world of Pokemon. Um, without battling it over your heads. So, uh, there's that one for you. Uh, number three I talked about last week. My number three is Aladdin. The live-action Aladdin. Um, just had a great feeling coming out of the film. I don't think it's hokey. I don't think it's um, trash. Um, it's definitely the best live-action remake. I know we've talked about, you know, people really enjoy the Beauty and Beast remake. Some people love the Cinderella remake of Lily James, even though I'm a really big fan of Lily James. I think this one is the best one. Um, we're supposed to be getting Lion King, obviously, in July. Um, I don't really say that's live action. Though. I just can't say that's live action because it's like updated CGI, pretty much. I don't know if there's gonna. There could be a human in it. You never know. There could be a human in it, but I, I, I don't know. I like the, the. There's some changes that they made in the film, and I did mention that I did like some of the changes. I I thought that some of the jokes fell a bit flat. Um, Mina Masao was kind of in and out of me. Um, my favorite parts were Naomi Scott and Will Smith as the genie. 
Will Smith of the Genie, Naomi Scott as Princess Jasmine, and some of the changes that they did make, including a particular song sung by Naomi Scott, uh, was my was a really welcome change, and uh, love that song. Um, if, you, if you know what song I'm talking about, yeah, I've been pumping that all week. And uh, Naomi Scott has a fantastic voice, man. She's she's great. And I, I just had a good time of it. I thought uh, Will Smith made Journey. His role as Journey has his own. I thought um, I thought uh, Marwan Kanzari played a good Jafar. However, I, I talked about how he didn't really reach the points I really wanted him to reach. You know, as the animated Jafar reached in the in the animated film. But uh, other than that, I thought the I thought it was a good time. I mean, I saw it with my uh, most of my family, so we had a really good time. Um, and Will Smith's Princess Ali, Prince Ali, sorry, is better than Robin Williams's. Um, that's just my opinion, but I liked it better. However, uh, obviously his friend like me is not as good as Robin Williams's. Again, that's just my opinion. Um, but I, I had a good time with this. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I was pleasantly surprised. Again, I mean, there's a lot of pleasant surprises on here, considering it's a top five, but... Um, I mean, it being a top five, I mean, there's going to be some films in here that kind of was like, oh, that that could uh, that could definitely go in um, in the top five. That could, that could go right at the top. And it's not just um, you know, it's not just a shock factor. It's just really how I felt after that, like being surprised and going, well, that was good. That really worked well. It was executed good. Um, also, a little nitpick that I didn't, I wanted to, just wanted to say, but I didn't say in my actual review last week was uh, I just think Guy Ritchie uses a little too much fast-mo, slow-mo kind of stuff. I mean, we, we first saw that in 300 in, in uh, Zack Snyder's 300 film. You know, how it goes, like, kind of like f- the action goes fast and it goes slow and um, and then it goes fast again. There's one particular scene in the film where I just, I just didn't think it needed it, but it's in there anyway. I, think, I guess that's just Guy Ritchie's style. Um, but he's... Yeah, I don't know. He's kind of... His style is kind of... If I want to say something about his direction, I don't really say it's unique. He's kind of, his style's kind of been fading with each film he's made. So... Um, like, ever since, you know, he, you know, it's the guy that made Lockstock and, and Snatch and... Um, <clears throat> stuff like that. And uh, I don't know. We've uh, I didn't like King Arthur. I thought King Arthur was trash. And um, this one, I mean, I liked Aladdin, but I just don't see his style there. I, I think any director could have handled this. I think John Favreau could have handled this, and I'd probably still get the same result. And granted, I don't think it would have got too much faster with slow mo. That's definitely where his style kind of seeps in. But it's like the bad side of his style. So uh, that's again. Is the way I feel, but uh, yeah, I, I was I liked Aladdin as I said from last week. I had a big recommendation for it. Definitely go see it. I think it's still playing. It's still making a lot of money, man. It's it's uh, I think it's number three. It's number three in uh, worldwide. I think we've got Toy Story four leading, Child's Play after, and then Aladdin's after. So it's still doing well. If it's still out, definitely go see it. Uh, number two is. Uh, Mr. Wick's back. It's John Wick 3, Parabellum. Uh, as I talked about this movie, it's a just another great addition to the John Wick franchise. Keanu Reeves as John Wick is one of the best action characters I've ever seen. Um, this movie is definitely better than number two, I'm going to say. 
It's better than number two. I'd probably go one, three, two in my ranking for these movies. Uh, there's a lot of great action. There's a lot of great action involving motorcycles, horses, dogs. The dog action was fantastic. Harley Berry is actually... I liked her in this movie. Uh, I thought she was like kind of... Her last few films I haven't really enjoyed. Uh, <clears throat> kidnap. <clears throat> but... Um, she was good in this. I liked I liked her in this. Obviously, I still love Ian Machine as Winston. Um, but it's the star of the film is obviously Keanu Reeves as John Wick. The dedication and the commitment he puts to into uh, this character of John Wick and Chad Stelholsky's just his um, vision for the this franchise. Uh, it just it's still strong, man. It's still strong. And um, we're getting a number four. Can't wait for that. Hopefully four finishes the franchise. I don't think it needs like so many. Um, but I'm very keen for number four. I want to mention a certain scene with knives in a bookshop. I mean knives in a, sorry, in an antique shop. That is uh, phenomenal. I really want to see it again. So when this finally comes out in Blu-ray, I'll definitely be re revisiting that scene. But um, yeah, love the movie. If you're a fan of the John Wick franchise, I mean definitely go see John Wick Chapter 3. Don't know if it's still playing in theaters, but when it comes out in Blu-ray, definitely check it out. I mean, I, you wouldn't really miss a chance to see the, th the third chapter even if you watched the first two. Um, but if you feel like you want to get into John Wick, I mean, definitely start for number one and number two, number three, because it's the number three starts straight away from number two, and um, you know it's very chronological from one, two, three. So if you want to get into this franchise, I highly recommend it. This continues to be one of the best action franchises today. And my number one recommendation of May is Olivia Wilde's book, Smart. Uh, this movie was just just beautiful. It was uh, it's fucking hilarious. Um, it's also uh, really well written. It's got great characters. I mean, Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein are the duo of the year so far for me. Um, it's got a great message about friendship, um, definitely a big, big um, message about feminism as well, and um, you know, uh, you know, being. I think Olivia Wilde's direction has a lot to do with it as well. She um, has dealt with a lot of. I, I watched a lot of interviews, a lot of interviews after this movie with her, and she talked about a lot of her experiences within the industry. And she's definitely put her touch into the film. I mean, it's a great script as well, written by Emily Halpin, Sarah Haskins, uh, Susanna Fogel, Katie Silberman, and um, I think Olivia Wilde has come in and delivered such a beautiful directorial touch to it. And she's definitely put um, a lot of her own stuff in there. A great soundtrack as well. Um, some of the songs I like, kind of like a, a, some of the techno stuff. It's it it does get overbearing at times. That's probably one of my um, crit criticisms to it. But uh, I think uh, I think I found this is how I found Perfume Genius, and they're the, the fucking beautiful. And uh, there's a certain scene in a pool that is just the best uh, it's definitely one of the best scenes of the year so far um, it kind of works as a uh, it kind of looks as a realization it's it's it just has so many layers to it it's it kind of works as a realization kind of scene but at the same time 
coming like into her own. I mean, this, I'm talking about Caitlin Deaver's character, Amy. But um, it's just just beautiful. Um, even the, the sex scenes are great. Um, I mean, there's not much in it, but when they're, they're I think they're handled beautifully by Wilde. And uh, again, I just I just cannot get over the the, the dynamic duo, the the pow, the bond of uh, Caitlin Dever and Betty Feldstein, Molly and Amy. That's what the best characters this year. That's what that they are the best duo this year. And it, again, it's fucking hilarious. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. It is one of the funniest series I've seen this year. I mean, also one of the funniest series I've seen in, in this year is uh, Toy Story Four, which I'll again I'll talk about on Thursday. But um, this is definitely up there. I think this would probably be the funniest movie I've seen this year. And then the second would probably be Toy Story because, you know, again, we'll talk about Thursday. But uh, yeah, it's uh, this movie, I just cannot recommend this movie enough. I cannot recommend this movie enough. I've seen it four times now. And uh, it gets better every time. I, I love it more every time I watch it. And so I cannot recommend Booksmart any more than that, guys. Um, it is just it's one of the best movies of the year it's one of the best comedies I've seen in the last few years and it's it's like a mix of super bad Days of Confused uh, and um, Lady Bird it's, it's got the vulgarity and the kind of gross out humor of super bad with the coming of age feel of Days of Confused and uh, has a beautiful feeling of Lady Bird's emotional character depth. Um, don't know why I chose those words, but uh, the feeling. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna stand by because that, that's definitely how I felt in it. Um, again, can't recommend it enough. Book Smart is my number one of May. It is fantastic, and I um, definitely go out and see that. Right, guys, we've reached the end of the uh, May recommendations, the everything I've watched, and you guys can see any of these films that I've updated on Letterboxd. Um, it'll be up on my list, everything I've watched this year in 2019. Um, I believe that's what it's titled, and you'll see all the films in there. Um, I've done, I believe I've done reviews on all of these. I think I haven't done The Perfection, I think. I don't think I've done The Perfection, but um, most of these I have done on, on Letterboxd, so if you want to get more of it in... Um, kind of a, a written analysis of it or even more of an in-depth that I probably didn't touch on here verbally go on my letterbox to Cole Cruz and you can check out my uh, thoughts there and you can go on the list and um, uh, and look at th look at that 2019 list as, as I add to it during the year guys on Thursday I'll be talking about Toy Story 4 and uh, again, I'll be I'll be adding a another animated franchise that you guys are not ready to for, but I have no I have not watched it or covered it on the podcast, and I'm really really excited to do that to kind of pair that with Toy Story Four and the whole Toy Story franchise because what I'm doing this week is I'm watching all three Toy Stories again, and we're going to get into a bit of a ranking at the end of the Toy Story Four thoughts, and. Talking about that with the aforementioned secret animated franchise that I haven't talked about yet. So very, very excited for that. Um, want to thank all the new followers on the uh, Case of Movies podcast Instagram. If you haven't checked out that page yet, that is the official page of the podcast. It's KC Movies Podcast on Instagram. Every episode that I upload... Um, 
as soon as I upload an episode, I put out a little post that says uh, what's on there, what you can expect during that, and uh, any reviews, any updates or anything like that, any changes, I will put on the uh, podcast. I'm probably going to put something on my story, actually, in a second. As soon as I finish recording this, there's going to be a little bit of an update. Uh, letting people know of the changes that uh, went down this week. But um, follow the podcast on Spotify. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And as I said, check me out on Letterboxd, Kyle Cruz. Go on Facebook, like the Kyle Cruz page, public. Don't add me. The uh, personal one. But um, check out the public page, Kyle Cruz. Um, Check out Casey Movies Podcast Instagram. You can look at my actual personal Instagram if you want to as well. But definitely, I'd say go on to... Uh, the KC Movies Podcast Instagram to get all the podcast related content um, and that's it guys uh, thanks for listening there's your recommendations go check them out run 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 don't walk to uh, see these ones and um, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday have a great week <laughs>